From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. What did you do? I just pushed the button. We're back. What are you pointing at? Oh, okay. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hour number two. Braden, Glenn, Bill, George, Aaron. We're all in the studio today. Uh, Jonathan Swindle is out uh, running around with his daughter. Uh, Ava had something to do, something important, uh, pageant work or something, or I don't know. Uh, so he's, he's out for the day messing around. And uh, so we've been in the studio today talking a lot of fishing and all that kind of good stuff uh, in the first hour. Got Bill George's hackles all up over the uh, closures that are going on here on the west coast of the state of Florida. And it doesn't seem to be uh, affecting any other states. Although, if you don't know, you better keep up because, you know. Constantly this, changing. This now. is the time It could just happen in the blink of the eye. Well, nowadays it seems that it can be. But, uh, you know, these days, you know, you got to keep what's going on with triggerfish, amberjack, snook, offshore, uh, you know, everything inshore. And, uh, you know, it's getting to the point now where, as Glenn pointed out, well, instead of just buying a sportsman's license every year, why don't we just go get a captain's license, and then that way you can go catch a fish all the time you want to do all that stuff anytime you want to. Maybe, but you still got to follow the law yeah. and the regulations. But. Yeah, but that uh, that way you can go do it all. But uh, on the telephone this morning, we got a guy, I guess Glenn drug him out of the bed because I don't know where Tom is. Tom, where are you at this morning? I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome. Oh, so you're on, morning. The, you're on the same timeline as us, so it's all good. I you, sure am, but I'm retired. I just don't get up as early as you guys do. Wait a minute. Retired guys usually are getting up like <laughs> hey, uh, 4 or 5 a.m., aren't it's, they? It's turkey season up there. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't you in the woods? Yeah, I'd be mushroom hunting anyway. That's my thing. Oh, morel guy. They're they're weird. You, they're weird dudes. You bet. Well, you uh, got the turkeys eating, will though. eat them all, so you better thin them out. That is true. You're you know you're competing when you do that. You got to yeah. get your competitor out of the woods. But let me do a proper introduction. This is Tom mm-hmm. Vanderwall, and uh, are you the inventor or just the proprietor of the uh, Type Pro? I'm both. I uh, invented it and I uh, run the business. It's a single person operation with uh, some family members helping out. Oh, so you got the kids involved, or grandkids, or I don't know. Any... Uh, kids, uh, wife primarily, uh, daughter in laws, uh, uh, sister in law, a lot of lot of helpers. So you drug the wife into it. So that's the better or worse part, I guess, of the marriage. Yeah, yeah. So. She's she's actually a, a huge help. She's uh, I call her VP of customer service. So she <laughs> handles all that kind of thing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I gotta honestly tell you, I've never heard of your uh, product ever before until about a week or so ago when Glenn uh, sent me a text and said, "Hey, dude, you got to check this thing out." And I was like, well, "Typro? What is that?" I was like, "I couldn't even." Like is that kind of rod or something or you know? <laughs> all I all I can say is uh, before I went online and started looking for something uh, to help me, I was like, "Good grief, man!" My father-in-law was sitting in the boat and I was watching Johnny, and he would he the the brim would swallow the hook, so he would just cut the line, and then he would get another pole, and then he get another pole. Well, the, after the third pole, he had to start tying a knot, and it it, it was just uh, I watched him and I said. Johnny, you want me to tie that for you? But then I was thinking, I'm just as blind as he is. And when it comes to tying them little old, putting it through that little 
loop on the end of that small hook. And, oh, yeah, uh, especially on brim hooks. They're so, tiny. So anyway, that's when I started looking around, and I'd seen a couple of things. But this one here I liked the best uh, because it had the little cutter on the end of it. Plus, it came with a fancy lanyard to hook it up so you could keep it around your neck. Uh, so right. anyway, uh, that's yeah. what that's what intrigued me to get it started. And, of course, uh, I will say that it has been used. And there's another gentleman up there at Panta Vista Lodge that says, hey, I need to get one of them, Glenn. So <laughs> I said, well, I'll get you hooked up. But yeah. we've got a lot of a lot of customers. I mean, our our age group uh, primarily that fifty plus, and that's about when I started to uh, invent this thing because I couldn't do it either. It was getting difficult late nights, uh, you know, dar- you know, dawn fishing or dusk. It became very difficult for me. So this was uh, just something I came up with. I'm a mechanical engineer uh, from Purdue University originally, and uh, uh, it was just something I wanted to do in retirement uh, to be a little closer to my hobby as opposed to uh, uh, working in the healthcare industry where I've been the last 32 years. That's awesome. Well, you know, I, you, I know you, you pointed out an older age demographic, but in reality, I mean, even kids could use this thing. Uh, you know, it's hard for them to kind of get patient enough to thread the needle, basically, where you're trying to put line through an eye of a, of a jig or, or even a hook or something like that. So, uh, I would think the kids could. It would be a good little learning tool for them to to be able to have it in their tackle box as well. I mean, Ab- um, absolutely. A lot of our customers uh, tell us that that uh, a lot of these grandfathers trying to teach their kids, their grandkids, to fish, and they're spending every bit of their time retying or uh, handling that. And this takes a little bit of effort off of uh, off of them, relieves them a little bit, and the kids are learning a, a new skill too, uh, pretty easily. We have videos online at typro.com that you can look at to see how to tie a couple different knots and uh it's uh it's been a big help for a wide range of uh of folks but uh, our primary customer is that uh, uh that 50 plus yeah the blind old guy yeah but yeah. now now wait a minute when you say typro.com you got to make sure that you spell it right because it's not spelled yeah. like t-i-e it's t-y-e-p-r-o it's, yeah it's t-y-e-p-r-o.com and okay. that's the TIE was already taken by somebody else, so uh, yeah. you just tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, com. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. Now, and uh, this thing is not super-duper, uh, you know, $5,000 expensive type deal unless you want one made of solid gold or uh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, we don't that. have that one. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about eighteen ninety nine. If you buy two or more on on that website, you can get it for sixteen ninety nine a piece. But they're also sold on Amazon and eBay. Um, we sell all of them online. Uh, I just can't afford. I can't make any profit if I try to sell them through a a big box retailer. Uh, it's just being a single person company. My expenses are high. I don't have huge volumes, so. Uh, I have to uh, do it all online right now. You know what? And it though, helps to get the word out. That, mm-hmm. That's that's getting more and more prevalent these days. And uh, I know mm-hmm. there's a couple of even uh, there's some bait companies out there that are small and uh, not too well heard of, but yet their baits are extremely good. And every big box mm-hmm. store is calling them, going, "Hey, man, why aren't we putting your stuff?" And they're like, "Man, we can't keep up with you guys. We 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 yeah. I can't make fifty thousand units for you people. You know so yeah." Uh, you know, so I could make them for them. It's just that they they want a big cut. Uh, their their uh, discount they expect is really high. So 
you'd be surprised how much of a discount they want from a manufacturer. Oh product. yeah, well sure. I mean, I knew guys in mm-hmm. the grocery store business, so I know how that uh, that's run. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. you want your stuff on the top shelf. I need a good like, extra cases right. on. You know, but uh, it, right. it's a great little product, and Glenn has just been singing its praises for about two weeks now. I, I will say, when mm-hmm. I went fishing last weekend, me and my grandson, we were out on the boat, and uh, mm-hmm. I had to tie a knot, and I was like, oh my gosh, I left that thing on the desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I have to do it all by yeah, feel. I, I can't I, do it. I can tell you, he's probably tied at least 20 knots since he's been in here this morning. <laughs> and, and cut it. Yeah. I got trim all over the floor. Well, you know, he wanted to, sh- he wanted to show me that you could do it with uh, with just standard mono, that you could do it with fluorocarbon, and you could do it with mm-hmm. braid. He wanted to go through, give me the whole demonstration on, on everything. But I'm the sales guy now. About with his eyes closed. But now, I yeah. will say this. Uh, if you're a guy like me who will probably be this afternoon out wade fishing and you're changing your lure, uh, quite often, something like this is a good little thing to have when your hands are wet and you're out there and you're trying to, you know, put on a big plug or something like that. Having something like this where you can just fit it in, stick the line right through and it, the lanyard, give it a couple uh, twists, you, you square it with you. So. Yeah, and clip it's got it, the cutter, it go. it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, and don't forget the locking bead. There's a bead that goes on that lanyard to lock the tool on because I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I leaned up against something and it fell off. And that's why we put that little bead in there on the land. You just slide the bead down against the tool, and you won't lose it at all. Oh, Glenn's giving me a quick demonstration here. And, uh, yeah, okay, I yep. see how it works. Yep. And make sure you realize there's two tools, too. we got one for flying ice fishing and another one for, uh, you know, spin and cast fishing. And they handle different size uh, uh, bait or tackle, and it's uh, – it's important to go to that tyepro.com website and see the differences between them. Uh, there's no one-size-fits-all tool, and we still can't handle those guys that fish with the extremely small stuff, you know, the 16, 18, 20 uh, size uh, flies. Uh, I don't have that tool yet. I'm I'm hoping to work on it, uh, but it's a much more difficult uh, tool to manufacture. You know what, the, the, those people that use those flies that are that tiny to do that kind of stuff are so weird anyway. Just what let you them, talking about, man? Just let them just <laughs> let them suffer on their own. They chose to do that, okay? Uh, I'm talking right. about guys who are out trying to catch some good fish. I'm not talking about these little teeny, yeah. tiny brown trout. Yeah, I started to get the tie, the, the fly and ice one, too, because, I, you know, I'm a big fly fisherman, and... But mm-hmm. I, I, uh, what's really nice about that is... Yeah, but you don't use those little teeny tiny ones, man. No, when I use the little popper number six, That's uh, it's, it's got a little color behind it, so I can actually see it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Put that it on cor- a dark background. Yeah. 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 yeah, I can actually see a little bit better, and I can get it kind of... I just put it against the front of that the popper part, and I know if it, it eventually it's going to fall right in. <laughs> just keep yeah. stabbing. Eventually yeah. you'll hit something important. I understand. Yeah. Well, I, hey, God bless you. I mean, it's a great little invention. I don't know how you came up with it. I don't know if you were laying there or driving to work one day, and you just said, you know, I'm going to make life easier for a lot of folks. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure there were a few trial and errors, but uh, it's so, like anything simple, else, man. it's so simple. And you look yeah. at it and oh, go. But the quality of it is, and the, and the mechanics of it, I mean, they oh, put it'll that last little, for, it'll last for put years, the O-ring man. on there, too, and it's already spring-loaded as well, but the, that just gives it a little bit extra. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I if mean, you hold it in the right place, hold it in that narrow waist, you'll be able to hold it plenty tight, so you, nothing will really come out if you if you grip it there. But uh, some people like to hold it back further away from the tip of the tool, and that's when the O-ring uh, comes in handy, and for heavier jigs too. But 
Yeah, it, it didn't come uh, overnight. I mean, this was a, a process. I actually started the business around 2010 while I was still working for my prior employer. And uh, it took about three, four years to develop it, started selling in earnest in 2014. So it's been around. Uh, it's just unfortunate I hadn't gotten in front of you guys earlier. Uh, but that's part of the expense of uh, online marketing. It's mm-hmm. an expensive process to get uh, visibility to a, a different innovative product that way. Yeah, but you know what? When, once you find a small company like yours that makes a great product like this, it usually doesn't take mm-hmm. long for the word uh, to spread pretty quickly, and uh, we just hope we can help you out a little bit more on it. And next thing you know, uh, your wife's going to have to hire a helper to help her. Right, right. No, I really appreciate it. Again, but we're letting Amazon do more of the work these days too. I mean, it's another expense, but it's a you know they do a lot of the order fulfillment uh, for us, so uh, we just ship bulk product to them, and we're we're willing to take as much business as we can get. It's awesome. become more of a business than a retirement hobby, which is was the original intent. <laughs> See what you did. See what you did. Yep. All right. Well, well, that's what happens when you make something good. It's one of those yep. things. Uh, well, but- thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, you know, keep uh, keep inventing, man, because, you know, once you get one good product out there, you're going to have to add in something else to the line. Yeah, I got a list of them I'm working on, so okay. you'll see more. All right. Now you got to try to figure out how you can do it where you can hold a greenback in one hand and get that stupid circle hooked through its nostril and get it through the other side without tearing its eyes out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's always something. Know. There's a lot of tools out there you could invent. Uh, just trying to make one practical and that uh, makes sense for enough people to make it uh, worth, worth uh, trying to sell. Well, I think this one's going to be around a long yeah. time. Simple, usually mm-hmm. lasts for a lifetime and lasts for a long time. I mean, how my gosh, they haven't changed cast mm-hmm. nets that much since day one. So, uh, well, Tom, nope. we appreciate the call and uh, keep up the great work, man. You got a great product out there, and we hope everybody goes and checks it out. It's typepro.com. And you can order it right there online, or as he said, you can go through Amazon and uh, get your stuff right through there. Typepro, T-Y-E-P-R-O dot com. Right, Tom? Hey, that's correct. Thanks again. I appreciate all of the uh, uh, exposure here. It's uh, great talking to you. Sounds like you had a great show. Yes. Thank you, man. You can listen to us while you're up there. You know that, right? You can listen to us I, online. We, we were this morning already. <laughs> all right. Oh, gosh. And you still called? You're a brave man. All right, Tom. We'll talk yep. to you soon, buddy. Have a great night. Take care. Good luck. See all you, right, buddy. Bro. All right, we're going to take a real quick break, you guys. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're going to be brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brooksy, don't go nowhere. He's probably out fishing. He's, He's probably mad with you. Okay, and brought to you by the man himself at Brandon Ford. We'll be back. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, it's been a fast first hour. And, man, it was really good to have the inventor of Type Pro. Uh, man, what a great little tool this is. And, Braden, I might have to get you one. I might have to get you one of these for your arsenal of stuff. So when you do show up with your spam, your can of spam for the panfish tournament, you'll be able to tie your hood. The, the last really good thing besides this that he, he drug in here that I really like is the silent retriever. Yeah, so that, yeah, those things are awesome, too. I need to get another one of those. Hey, good morning, Brooksy. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Are you out on the water? I am ready to go in and sell some Fords this morning, boys. Oh, he actually took a day to work. <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you. He, t- he, he he works all the time. He just doesn't get enough fishing time in. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I got up at 4 o'clock this morning to uh, help Miss Lori get her uh, hooked on Hope Golf Tournament uh, 
set up this morning. So they're rocking that over there. They got like 21 teams. So or to be a good turnout over at the Renaissance. That's awesome, man. It's a shame that you can't go in. You know, it's funny is the day I went out with, uh, I went out with Captain Little. I took the kids out to go fishing. We were sitting there fishing over by the little manatee, and I look over and I go, "Hey, that's Brooksy Hall going by right there." There you go. He went by, and he goes, "Yeah, that's Brooksy's boat." And he goes, "Well, if that's Brooksy, Lori's not going to be too far." And then about ten minutes later, there goes Lori. <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, oh, they know yeah. the spots. They're heading to a certain spot. That's for sure, man." So what's going yeah, on, at Brandon? We had, a, we had a double that day. Oh, you did? did real good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, now, what's going on at Brandon Ford? Were you sitting there talking about selling a bunch of cars? Brandon Ford is uh, Wayne fell. I think Wayne fell down while he was out fishing last weekend and bumped his head because <laughs> I've never seen prices this low in my life. I mean, uh, some of these prices are two and three thousand dollars cheaper than I can buy them as an employee. Wow, really? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely insane. Uh, he's uh, he's he's took it to heart this year about being number one and uh and he, he don't like losing yeah well you know I, I, that's I, that racer's mentality uh, yeah i was gonna i was gonna say after you know coming in number two in the country uh after what was what someone out in california or somewhere out there and uh i was like well the gloves are gonna be off this year for sure for you guys yeah. so that's for sure well, maybe what you need to do is every time you go out to the boat ramp take some flyers with you and those with the old beat up trucks Go put a couple under the windshields. <laughs> yeah, when I'm out there, every everybody knows who I am. Hey, uh, but uh, we get a lot of good participation from the community, and uh, and uh, we do the right thing by the our customers, and that's that's what's uh, helped us get where we're at. That well, that there's no doubt in that for sure. And I will tell you that uh, every time I see uh, Zeke from Barracuda Tackle pull up in that at diesel F one fifty, I get extremely jealous because that thing is so sweet. I mean that is a really yeah, that, nice truck. They are really nice, and uh, well, the, all of them. And you know, we got the new Ranger out for the guy that don't want the big truck. Uh, we got plenty of those, and uh, clearing out uh, clearing out last year's stock, guys. I'm gonna tell you what uh, we got. Uh, we got some dealer money out there. That's uh, where I mean, I've I've seen these trucks twelve, thirteen, fourteen grand off of MSRP. I mean. Uh, Obviously, all that isn't Ford. We're participating quite a bit there and making these deals happen, and uh, putting all the money in the trades and uh, and taking care of our customers. You know, wow. that's, that's, that's I don't know how you keep up with all that. Yeah, I, do, I don't know. It's it's almost like the fish the fish rules. They keep changing all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's like that. Uh, right now, we're uh, you've got uh, I think twenty four twenty five hundred vehicles on the way. Another thousand in route that'll be here in i think the next 30 days so we're going to be close to four thousand new vehicles wow you got to sell them you guys aren't kidding man when you're saying you're going to be out there making deals i mean to to have that much inventory the projections of sales and yeah i guess you got to do what you can and like he says he don't turn any trade in in no i mean he takes them all now now why this time of year i mean at the beginning of summer i mean it's you know it's not the spring blowout or you know fourth of july or any other stuff i mean well that's that's a good point there like i said uh we we're not waiting to the last minute to make our big push we're pushing all year and uh to make every deal and uh you know and 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 to be honest with you our crew managers we take it to heart when we miss a deal we won't every deal we're uh 
you, you know, we, we, we love taking care of our customers and, uh, and we're disappointed when we can't make a deal, you know, and, uh, and sometimes you can't, but for the most part, we try to make every deal. Well, I look at it this way. I know there's a lot of salesmen that are out there that are going to be out there ready to go. <laughs> They're going to be ready to get out there. So if you go and you pull up there in the parking lot of Brandon Ford, trust me, you're going to meet about 15 guys real quick. They're going to be ready to make a deal. Let's do this now. What are you looking for? I'm telling you. <laughs> well, we got plenty of inventory, plenty of used, uh, nice. Well, when I say used, you go to our uh, used lot, and uh, it looks like you're still looking at new cars. So uh, we send stuff to the auction that dealers would uh, die to have trade-ins and uh, stuff like that that, uh, other dealers put on the lot and they're they're not going to meet our our quality check you know so uh we really uh do the right thing your customer's not going to come there buy a vehicle and have to go put a set of tires on it or anything else it's going to be ready and ready for their kids their family ready for everybody you know put some gas in it and go well i know is this going to yeah. be going on all weekend or all week or what? all all weekend all month all year it's going to be it's a it's a rocking time guys i'm telling you brandon ford is ready to make every deal well it was a good thing i got to see you on the water about a week ago because it's going to be a while before i see you again because uh oh be, yeah yeah every day off i'm going to be on that water guys <laughs> <laughs> just make room i know it's getting too hot to chase hogs in the woods but uh you know it, it is what it is Brooksy. yeah the fish bite has been insane so get out there I'm telling you, man, it is. It's crazy out there. Well, thanks for the call, and get out there. Go get some. Sell some cars. Sell some trucks. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Rock it out. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you, Brooks. Brooksy Hall out there with Brandon Ford. They go out there and get your best deal. I'm telling you. I got um, mine. Wayne Hammond's the kind of guy that, like Glenn pointed out, does not like to lose. And coming in second is just not going to make him happy. He's still last. So uh, he's going to get out there and make their, your best deal today. Go see him. It is uh, the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by Brandon Ford. Going to make some great deals for you this weekend. And we're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Also a place where you can find some good deals, too. Let them know. And welcome back to Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, it's been an action-packed. <clears throat> when I got that, when, when I seen he was calling, I was like, "Yeah, you know, I made another Captain Man." But it was all good. <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy, oh my goodness!" But anyway, the only other person why Bill's out, I, I will say, Braden, uh, this past week out there at Fishhawk Sporting Clays, we had a great time. It was a great event with Trinity Sports and Ministries and uh, the clay shoot. And I know that you was going to shoot with uh, G five, and uh, then all of a sudden. Uh, you had to leave. I got bumped. You got bumped from the rotation because mm-hmm. I guess they brought in a really sure shooter. Tried ringer. to bring in some ringers. And uh, so uh, I will say it was a quite interesting uh, time. We had a great time ourselves as the Big and Wild team. And, of course, Bill George, he was just so gun-ho that he was going to outshoot all of us, in which he did. Uh, but- the only <clears throat> thing is I didn't have Carlos's gun to shoot. Yeah, and, and uh, you seem to do pretty good with other people. So uh, don't don't worry about it. Bill George doesn't need a gun; he'll just use yours. Just yeah. pick a gun and shoot. But uh, our good friend Doug Min and uh, Dave Smith and, and Bill George, myself, we made up the team. And uh, when you get to the opportunity, uh, one of the stations you pay uh, five dollars, and you have an opportunity to shoot one of the green clays to get your ticket uh, put in for the drawing of the Tacticam Hunter Series solo hunter package 
And of course, uh, Bill, he was very nice. He was generous and, uh, I was going to use the card to pay for the team, and uh, Bill stepped up and dropped the $20 down to cover us all. Gave us all a ticket, and guess what? Did you hit a green clay? Yes. He hit both green clays. Yeah, I got both green clays. Nice. He finished strong. He started out pretty weak, but he finished strong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. I missed the first three. I couldn't believe it. I was like, man, you better wake up. It's because I couldn't see him. That's all right. (laughs) Maybe you you need those glasses. That's how you win Super Bowls, man. You start weak and end strong. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, anyway, I want to say officially thank you, Bill George, for uh, stepping up and covering us. And uh, I appreciate this uh, tactic camp. You know, there was three things up there, and for some reason I felt you would win, but I I thought you would have won something else. Now, wait a minute. Was this one of those things where when they call your number, you go up to the table and you just pick what you want? Yes. Yes. Okay. And there was three items. There was a custom-made gun rack. Mm -hmm. Very nice, by the way. Yeah, very nice gun rack. There was a cooler. An angle cooler. An angle cooler, and there was a Tacticam. Well, you won the cooler what a couple of years ago. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one of the lunchbox. <laughs> this is one of the lunchbox style coolers. So it's a nice little. Oh, like uh, a thirty-five quarter, like a it, little. It wasn't even one? that big. It's just a small one, maybe twenty. Oh, okay. And uh, you, it's, and you're good to go. It's like a lunchbox. Okay. I think he has enough coolers. He could make an insulated wall. So yeah. now, wait, good. did you win first uh, thing and got to walk up there and get what you wanted, or a friend of mine I, I went to school with way back? It looked like he, they drew his number first. His grandson picked. He wanted that gun rack, which you know, as a kid, that's what I'd have picked without a doubt. I would have wanted a gun rack. It was very nice, and uh, so they picked that one and went and sat down. And then the second ticket was called. A gentleman walked up there, and I said, "Well, there goes the camera," and he picks up the cooler. Nice. <laughs> I was like, "Well, the guy cannot believe the camera has not left the table." So uh, I just got through looking at the last three numbers of the ticket, and they've been hitting way out from the, the previous two draws. And uh, but anyway, zero seven eight come up, and I'm thinking, zero, did he say zero? That's me. So I walked up and picked up the camera. Good was, for you. I didn't have a choice. It was take the camera or do without. So. <laughs> I had to take the camera. Well, yeah, or suffer the consequences. Yeah, don't take the camera. Well, you'll you'll find good uses for that thing, man. Yeah, it's I mean, all charged up, and uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to try to use this thing for multiple uh, apparatus. I'm going to build. I'm going to get my buddy Dave to make me a, a mount to where I can attach this to my uh, to the boat. So I'm going to start doing a lot more fly fishing. And uh, no one, I think you're no going to attach it to the boat? No one wants to see that. Oh, yeah, they do. No. You know what no. they want to see? I want you to attach that to one of Bill George's bang sticks. So when you go do the coup de gras there, that's the tactic. And you the harpoon. We yeah. put it on the harpoon. That's where you put the thing. Well, you need to get a, a, a little mount and attach I, I, it to I'll, it. I'll, I'll got one. And we'll put it all on there. there. Then I'll tie a big cork to it in case it falls off from all the, the shaking and well, whatever. It's, it's, it's water resistant, it so you should yeah. be fine. It'll be good. And then they can put it up on Big and Wild. Yeah, I'm going to use this thing pretty good. I got all kind of ideas. All of Glenn's coup de gras shots from uh, the Tacticam. That'd be awesome. No, well, it'll be no, Courtney's because no. I don't he, get to do any of that. He <laughs> hardly ever gets a permit. Last year was a fluke. We'll see about yeah, this Yeah, we'll year. see what happens this year. Your which... name fell out and landed on the floor, and they were like, oh, let's give one to this guy. Yeah, must you be know a what? reason. Uh, speaking of uh, cam shots, last night uh, I went to bed early, but I heard my phone go, I heard my little cricket, and I was like, well, someone sent me a text. I'll check it in the morning. And I get up in the morning, and I look, and Glenn had sent me a text at what? I mean, it, it was, was like, after mid. It was close to midnight. It was pretty late last night, and I'm like, 
what the heck? And I get up there at five o'clock this morning and I look and I'm like, what? yeah, spooky. I'm like, what in the world is that thing, man? And I'm sitting there and I'm studying this thing with blurry, sleepy eyes and I'm looking at it going, what is, what is this? Like an alien? Is that a, is that a, a bear? Is that a Bigfoot? What, what is that thing? I don't even know. And I'm sitting there studying it and I still look at this picture and have no clue what it is. What do you, what do you think it is? Well, um, of course, the girls. Did in the you house, show it to Aaron at all? I don't think so. Aaron, you need to come in here. She likes weird and freaky stuff, so uh, you know. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, so the girls they looked at it last night, and they were like, "Could be uh, a dog." I don't. I don't know. I don't know what that is. And then Courtney, of course, she just says, "Somebody then took your camera." <laughs> so, show her, show her the picture now this was sent to me at midnight and then uh, what do you think that is it's out in the woods and uh you know it's kind of got a face on it and two glowing eyes it's definitely a land shark uh, <laughs> 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 you think that's what it is i don't know what it is i, I i'm sitting there going maybe it's a dog maybe it's but a raccoon the, or yeah the, the nose and the teeth that's the way it, the silhouette looks like in there. It's kind of like, uh, well, uh, do I want to move my tree stand? <laughs> or, or not go check it way dark in, after Which midnight? Which stand is this? This is um, over there off of Pig Alley. Oh, you better abandon that spot. <laughs> I don't think I have to worry about Courtney saying, I want to hunt your area over there. <laughs> well, you know, the thing that throws you off is as a human being, you're drawn immediately to the to the two glowing eyes. So looking at the eyes, and then you're trying to uh, make a face out of it. And I'm like, "Where's its nose? I don't see a nose on there." You don't? You, did you ever see it? And and I'm like, "Where's the?" Well, where? here's the nose, right there, and there's the teeth. I, I, don't you see that? That's I, my I, imagination. That's why I put in here. What color is the dress? It's not a dress. I mean, no, uh, that, what dress? The where people you, can't see the picture. I know. I'm going to put it they up. They can't on, on our Facebook page. I'm going to put it up on the. Uh, oh, it's already on there. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, so I mean, you do it. Uh, you go take a look at it, and uh, you you guess what it is because uh, I don't know if it's one of those crazy monkeys up in that area. <laughs> I will um, say, uh, it so, is look weird. here. Your sister has got something on there. It I is mean, very weird. What looking. did your sister say? It it's is. a crazy monkey. It could be uh, whatever. I don't know. Uh, a chupacabra. <laughs> I guess it could be. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know because it has eyebrows. That are almost simian looking, you know, like primitive kind of looking. And that's why I'm thinking maybe it's one of those crazy, uh, you know, Silver Springs monkeys that made it over there to you guys' lease or something. I don't know, but it it could be. Well, one one of the uh, comments here says it's the Black Panther. No, no, (laughs) it's not even. And then this is probably more realistic. I think it fell on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It just landed on something in the ground. And then, of course, the one that I said, it's an alien. You know what? I'm glad that I didn't take the time to look at this at midnight, because if I'd have looked at it at midnight, I'd be laying in my bed, looking at this thing, going, what in the world? I'd have been up till 3 o'clock in the morning trying to find out what this is. And if you did sleep, you'd probably dream about it, too. Yeah, exactly. Every bump in the night, I'd be like going, crazy monkey cam. It's crazy. I don't know. I I think it's one of those ones. I know you see a lot of those up online, you know, with the the crazy cam pictures that you see at night. And, you know, it's some woman in a dress out in the middle of nowhere in the dark or, you know, some apparition looking thing off in the distance. 
But this is pretty good. And you know what? It reminds me of an old comedian. He says, you know what it is? I figured out why we never get to see Bigfoot. Why? Because they just walk around fuzzy. They're always fuzzy. <laughs> they, because somehow or another, they're always fuzzy. Because yeah. uh, every other picture you took was great until you get to the Bigfoot, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Bigfoot is fuzzy somehow. I think it's a spider. A spider? Yeah. How do you get a spider out of that? Well, I don't know. I'm just you know how thinking. How big that spider would have to be? I, I would never <laughs> go in those woods again. I'm looking at the little. I don't know if it's pine needles or what, but it almost looks like a little like a. Is it on a leaf. pine tree? Oh, well, you can zoom in better on there than I can. I don't know. Go look at it. Go it's look actually on an oak tree, but there is a pine tree around it, and it might be on the ground. Okay. We well, are Big and Wild. Taking a quick break. Yeah, Check it out. It, Big, and Wild, it, Big and Wild Facebook page. Give us your thoughts. Let us know. It pulled it off the tree. Should I move my stand or not? I, Brought I, you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Bill, and Aaron in the studio today. Jonathan's out running around with his kids, and that's a good thing. Uh, we're in here in the studio today. We were talking a little bit before the break about uh, Glenn's weird uh, cam capture picture last night that he got at uh, some dark and dreary, scary time during the night. He sent it to me at around midnight or so. Uh, we encourage you to go to... Uh, our Facebook page, Big and Wild, uh, bigandwild.com. There's a link on there to get to Facebook if you don't want to go try to find it, but Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, you can go to bigandwild.com, and there's a link right there. But um, a buddy of mine, uh, one of the listeners on the show, is a guy up in Citrus County. His name is Gene. He actually put up some uh, uh, put up some pictures in the uh, Florida Hunters Network a group, you know, a group uh, dealio looking for some help. Because he had a couple of guys, uh, some thieves up there that came up and actually uh, busted into his hog traps. And I guess that's a thing now. You know, you walk through the woods, you find a hog trap, and it's got some hogs in it, and you just decide to uh, take the hogs. Which I guess would be Bill George. Wouldn't that be uh, basically stealing livestock? I mean, it's on your property. They are your property. and Yes, it would be the pigs are the property of the landowner they are considered domesticated animals and i would think that would be uh still rustling yeah it would be just as bad as cattle rustling or anything else i guess um uh but if you go and uh see if you can help him out because he's looking to uh of course he sent the pictures to uh the fwc as well to see if they could uh locate and uh maybe catch these perpetrators but i was reading some of the comments on it, and I thought it was very interesting that at first I thought the guy had a backpack on. There's one person there who is helping to tie up the hogs and get them out of the trap and all that kind of good stuff. Another one looks like it's a woman uh, who's helping out, but this gentleman has this thing on his back and on the front, and I thought that it was a a backpack. But some attuned uh, person who was uh, looking at the photos as well pointed out that it is not a backpack, that it is actually a back brace. It's a back brace that's made for somebody who's uh, got either a congenital type thing or somebody who's uh, had a really bad accident kind of thing. 
And one that I'm sure that everybody pointed out said, you know, this guy's probably getting disability or maybe a nice insurance claim. And I'm sure there's a lot of insurance companies that would love to see these pictures as well. And maybe he was just preparing because, uh, you know, you start dragging them big old hogs out of a pen and carrying them out. They get heavy on the back. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, he was just getting prepared. Especially when they're alive and kicking, uh, you know, one of those kind of things. And uh, But it, will, it does go to show you that um, – you know, there are bad people out there who will bad things, but as uh, made me think of it was you went in the tactic cam is they can also be used to catch said bad guys and girls. And hopefully uh, the FWC will uh, track these guys down and get it done. But uh, if they set up a spy point cam like I have and you get the for any any camera out there anyway with uh, cellular service, that's what that's what helps. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I don't think this one had cellular service, and a lot of people suggested that next time get one, so that way you get it immediately, and you know that it's it's going on at the moment. Uh, but he said it was up around Crystal River on uh, Winterset Road, uh, property off of there, so if you happen to see anybody driving down the road with a couple of hogs in the back of the truck, which I think is also illegal. Unless you have a permit. Yep. Uh, it is also illegal to uh, transport hogs from one place to another, especially wild hogs that are still kicking and breathing. Uh, you can get a permit for it. Yes, you can. And I I don't think that two thieves out in the middle of the woods probably would have required that permit to probably be able to uh, do that kind of thing. So in a bad way, you look at it and uh, keep your, uh, just because you got hag, big old hog tracks out there, you think that it's going to be fine, but this guy was smart enough to put a camera up there just to keep an eye on it. Which is a good thing. Yeah, you got to uh, protect your interests. I mean, <clears throat> people going to do that. It's kind of like the fish. There's a band on them right now, but people will keep them. Yeah, we were talking about that this week. I said if it doesn't if it doesn't incentivize some people to do it, just to do it out of spite. Out of spite. It, this is this being done by executive order and not going through the rulemaking process and giving people kind of fair warning. When they did some other bands, this. Uh, Earlier in the year, there were some people who went out, and they banned fish over like 20 inches. There were some people who went out there and caught a fish, had no clue that the law had been changed on the fly, and got a ticket. And, I mean, it wasn't even a warning. It was, boom, you got a ticket, which is unusual. Usually they give a little bit more of a grace period uh, for that, but uh, they went to commencing. Well, well I, I guess think the- Go ahead. I was going to say, well, I think on this one, if uh, you're out there and you don't know, I mean, yes, it hasn't been on every news outlet in in the uh, state, but I think if you're a fisherman and you hang out with fishermen, and uh, most people that are now on social media, if you're not in a fishing group somewhere, uh, as uh, I mean, we shared it as soon as it came out. You know, when Ray Markham put it up, I shared it off of there, but uh, I think it's been shared all over just about every fishing group <laughs> that there is on social media. Uh, that that the uh, ban is in place uh, or the catch and release order or whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, if you don't know, then that's one of those things where, you know, you know, ignorance is no excuse, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I know that it just came down the pike, you know, pretty quickly and not a people, a lot of people were alerted by it, but as a fisherman, you could probably, uh, be wise to inform somebody if you see him out going, hey, you guys are going fishing? Don't forget, you can't keep anything. <laughs> you know? 
And they're like, what are you talking about? Well, you, you didn't see the new rules. Uh, you know, you can't Why keep this. You can't keep that. You can't keep this. But I'm sure that anybody that stops in any tackle shop or anything else around there, I'm, you know, what are you guys going out for? Oh, we're going to go out and get some trout, take them out. Well, not anymore. <laughs> not them, you're not. Not till 2020. Yeah. Which just seems like a very long time from now. Might lose a little weight waiting on that to happen. That's all I was eating. You know what? It would be funny to uh, – if you could see into the future to see what kind of changes that would make. If if for some reason we don't get a red tide and another red tide well, is extremely light, because it seems to come in cycles it, like it, anything else, yeah. it, it's going to be an overabundance. Well, of no, no, no. What they're going to do, this, it, this is what's going to happen. Our 10-year average, the bar is going to rise. So later on, when we're still healthy, they're going to say, oh, you're now below your 10-year average, and we need to protect it when we artificially inflated the bar. Oh, so they're going to use the new bar to yeah. uh, measure everything else. You raise the bar. Well, that's not good. Because the whole it, thing's not good. Because if you do have uh, a really devastating red tide or something else disastrous happens, you know, if... If Mayor Rick Christman decides to dump nuclear waste into the Tampa Bay instead of just raw sewage a couple of times, then uh, it may change everything forever. And then uh, then all of a sudden the ban's in place for five or ten years. Hmm. Yeah. Now that would be a bad thing. And then you would have a bunch of lawbreakers out there. Man, that's just doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> doom and gloom man well, it, it, you know it's it's almost i hate to say it but it, it, glenn's right man it's, it's just getting to be where you have to have an encyclopedia or a phone or an app or something running at all times while you're out fishing anymore it's it, not like you know it used what? to be maybe between the, the red tide the regulations the restrictions that we're not going to allow this and then of course the guy getting the uh flesh-eating bacteria from a hook puncture in his hand while fishing, puncture. yeah, he punctured his hand with a hook, and next thing you know, he's got the flesh-eating bacteria. Well, you got to have a break in the skin for it to actually get in there and do it. I know there was some dude that got it this past week, too, and he was headed back up north. Some guy that was down here visiting got a scratch or something on his leg and on his foot or something, and then uh, turned into that nasty, nasty stuff. And uh, it's, it's not something you play with, um, but... Like anything else, they always tell you, well, immediately, as soon as you get a scratch on your leg, you know, you need to wash it out with soap and put some disinfectant and all that stuff. You say yeah. we just dip it back in the water and wash it off. Exactly. You <laughs> go, go in the salt water. Go put your it mama in salt always water. told you. Go put <laughs> it in the salt water. You. It'll be good for you. It'll be fine. And now that's the worst place for you. And I don't know anybody that carries Bactine in, in their tackle box, but I guess we're going to have to start getting Yeah, I have that. to get this here. The, the, the love bug, love bug <laughs> just spray, spray your hand, spray your film feet. barrier over it, spray your feet and everything before you go out there. Uh, that would be one of those things that I don't think well, a lot of people the, are going to do. The thing is, I bet you a hundred years ago we still had all this stuff, but you just never heard about it in today's news media, social media. Something happens and instantly we all hear about it, unless it is a fish ban. Then they don't say anything. Oh about no. It. <laughs> They don't say nothing about it. Then it's, uh, you know, hey, uh, good luck, whatever. It's, uh, it's I not think news. it's all the props stirring up the bottom. That's what it is. Well, they need to say that the <laughs> FWC came out and put a stop. You have to throw back all your fish because they carry the fish-eating bacteria and then let uh, 10 News know that, and then all of a sudden it'll be news. Uh, there's some stuff coming down the pike on CWD, too. 
You want to talk really? about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Man, we are being a wild outdoors. Hour number three, just around the corner, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, I promise it'll get better.